the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on the, is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. I am joined by my favorite co-host today, Justin Bruni. How you doing, my friend? Doing well, sir. Doing well, sir. Appreciate the uh, the shout out there. Feel bad for your previous co-host, but that's no problem. You know, there is a pecking order and rankings to these things. I get it. I get it. I, I've so, only actually had one other consistent co-host, and it was our uh, other buddy over here, Andrew Robb, for like a month. So I think he would TV understand. King. I think he would understand because we only worked together for like a month before unfortunately we had to part ways because i was going on on friday mornings he's a weekday guy that's not going to work for a wife and kids i know too so <laughs> but today we're going to be doing some underdog drafts and you know this is my favorite way you know i've been gone for a week you know kind of with work and then i did a bachelor party so this is my favorite way to break back into fantasy football is doing some underdog drafts so getting for those in with that adp so for those of the uh, those of us who don't know how this works now it's the funnest part of the show now justin is going to Join a draft. We're going to try to get into the same draft room, and Justin's We're going to gonna take a in peek into room. a draft lobby. So, Justin, hold on. I, I'm my hand is on the button. So, all right, you go ahead gonna, and take I'm a look. I want to hit it and see what we get here. Okay. Nope. Don't do not. I. Okay. Nope. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It happens. Save yourself. I didn't. Oh no. It's okay. I will. Uh, I will try as a pure fantasy endurance athlete to you know to get both in there but uh i do have to you know make a quick a quick redeposit here you know i wasn't uh i, I wasn't doubling doubling down on the uh on the deposit i was thinking I was, normally hey, i get in these pretty quickly with rob so <laughs> it's unfortunate but oh, all right i'm no. gonna try again we should be good on one two three go ahead jump in there's nine more to start we should be fine I'll uh, I'll yep, try to I'm keep in. one up on my screen here and <laughs> one on my phone. Uh, hey, That's we, the you know, worst. You got to do what you got to do. And and more is on the line for these underdog uh, best ball mating drafts too because they're twenty five dollars. It's not like just a puppy just throwing money away. Hey, I got I got one hundred three in this other one, so you know it's going to be tough to go over the top. Just a couple a uh, couple of extra picks there. So I'll be all right. You know, we uh, we get by here. You know, this is the home of real fantasy DGENs on the SGPN network. So, you know, we'll, we'll do two drafts. No, uh, no problem. We got one I mean, more to how, start in ours, it looks like. How else are you going to max a 150 uh, 
you know, your 150 back. How are you going to get your cactus without 150 drafts in? So I think, you know, it's great, right? That's true. And Jamar Chase falls to me at 103 in that draft. So, hey, you know, you take it. I won't give the full commentary over there. You know, just, you know, a couple of oh, pictures. Hey, while waiting for this yeah, one tell to us buzz, about a couple. Together we'll, here. we'll double up. So looking up here, we're both. Oh, so we're not getting very different perspectives in this draft, unfortunately. We're at the 110 and 111, me and you. Looks like oh, we'll get to snipe each other the entire draft, though. That'll be fantastic. It's like you did last time in the big board, you son of a gun. Uh, who are uh, I know you've still been doing these drafts, though. Like, who are some top guys that you're that you're uh, that you're moving up the boards? Some ADP risers. Ooh, you know, I love Rashad White at about the RB25. You know, at player, you know, like working that. for player profiler, I'm obligated to only speak great, fantastic things about Rashad White. So Love you know, it. I have to start off with that. He's fantastic. I love Jerry Judy at about wide receiver, low end wide receiver two value, um, wide receiver eleven in fantasy points per game since week seven last year. I expect the offense to be a lot better. Geno Smith and Jared Goff automatic down there at the end yeah. of draft. I see. Yeah. Go. I only push back Justin on Jared Goff being a top twelve dynasty quarterback. That was I my know. only pushback. I love him in redraft leagues. Ah. Uh, no, he would he would be my my big riser is Jared Goff. Like he's the guys that are ahead of him in ADP. Like I just have no problem having him leapfrog. You know, guys like uh, Tua or Anthony Richardson. I, I have no problem with that. I'll be fine. They have a great offensive line. They're still going to pass the ball a lot. I, I just think it's a very good situation for him this year and even the next couple of years to come. Um, we'll see. You know, and but maybe Detroit's won't be in position to replace Jared Goff if they have the high draft capital that we expect over the next couple of years as well. So, I mean, the team, the team looks good. I mean, I think they're, I think they're going to compete in that division a little bit more favorably with Aaron Rodgers gone. No dissimilar from my Chicago bears and they got to make a move or two on defense. That's a fact. Uh, but I think they, they have a team that can score, you know, 24 points a game safely. You know, and, you know, answering your question, just to finish off on that last position there, you know, I'm curious about some of your favorite tight ends, but uh, I'm looking at Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, and uh, Trey yeah. McBride all at the back end of drafts. I think they could be uh, target hogs in their offenses. You know, they're all uh, mm-hmm. could, you know, wide receivers on the, a lot of those teams, you know, maybe a little shaky as well. So I think uh, those guys are in position, especially Tyler Higby, I think could get put a, up another top 10 tight end season. He was looking very good last year when, uh, when Stafford was healthy. Um, he was just looking his way. I think there's an obvious opportunity there behind Cooper Cup, you know, and Cam Akers. There's really no clear and obvious choice who should be, you know, I don't know if you want to use the word dominating the ball, but getting the majority of touches behind those guys. We are coming up here and it's a slow one. Yeah, it's taken a while. Yeah, usually, I, yeah, usually we're up by now, but you know, we got obviously a lot are, of auto drafters. They're running their clock for sure. Yeah, looking up at the board here. Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown, Bijan Robinson just went off the board. So I am looking at wide receivers, Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Garrett Wilson, and Devontae Adams. Hmm. You know, For me, I'll, I'll be honest, I have a pretty automatic pick right here. Is it, it it's not Stefan Diggs, is what you're telling me? That's not Stefan Diggs, no, if you want to go right ahead. I'm going to go Stefan Diggs here because I think it's an int- it's a good value to get him here, although I do have C.D. Lamb higher in my rankings. Oh, there you go. I have C.D. Lamb higher. Pretty I, automatic I for me. Been, I get um, that. I, I don't have too much of an argument. I actually have C.D. Lamb ahead in my uh, rankings for the year mm-hmm. 2023, so 
I don't have any argument, but I'm trying to get a little different. And I like Stefan Diggs just at that ADP value there. And you know, when we're doing a lot of drafts. No, I hear you. Uh, he's definitely, you know, cr- creeping up the top of my wide receiver board, but still not, uh, still not with a top five uh, percentage rate. And again, just a call back to a lot of my previous drafts, starting off CD lamb and Amon Ross St. Brown, as top uh, top of week 17 correlation as you can get for the receiver position. I'm going to go with a guy, though, and make up for what I just did. I have Devontae Adams ahead of, of all those players. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to get him at the pick 15 here. You know, I feel, still think we get one more fantastic season of Devontae Adams. Walk me through your two picks, though. Yeah, Nick Chubb, Amon Ross St. Brown. You obviously think Nick Chubb maybe went for line for one of his best seasons to date. Oh, no, that wasn't you. Amon Ra. Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I, I took we've Amon talked- Ra and uh, CD Lamb. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so Amon Ross St. Brown. I get, I, I get it. He's my, especially with Jamison Williams missing for six games. You're setting yourself up for a nice little Jared Goff stack later in this draft as well, maybe. Well, we'll see if you don't snipe him from me. I know how much you love him. <laughs> this other uh, draft, I started off uh, Patrick Mahomes, Jamar Chase, and DK Metcalf. Yeah, Andrew, if you're still watching, I got, uh, I got sniped as the last person into one of these things. Of course, Andrew, and I even got the big board up for you right here. We're looking at it, although, you know, you can tell my technical skills are not the greatest as I try to navigate my way around here. Ugh. Highlight? What are you doing? I'm just I kidding. don't know. Uh, anyone that's significantly falling for you, um, whether it be early rounds, later rounds, you're just like, nah, I'm just, I'm just not interested. Guys that you haven't drafted a lot of, whatever fits the mold here. Um, you know... We talking? Are we talking later on in drafts? Or are we talking about coming up? Any, anywhere, any, anywhere. It could be later. It could be early. Guys that you're just like, no, absolutely not touching them, staying away from that guy. And you know, it could be a more expensive take than another. Like you know, um, I know you know Andrew Rob. He loves J- Jerome Ford. I honestly don't know a lot of people that dislike Jerome Ford. You know, he doesn't cost a lot. He's in a good situation. Um, but let's say like uh, like Mike Williams, you know, like oh, I think Quentin Johnson's going to take over. Are you still high on like Mike or any of these like middle type of scenarios? Maybe like the Seahawks got three really good receivers. Anything like that? Uh, you know, scrolling down the board here, I, I uh, Devonte Smith, somebody that for. I'm a no go on just at that price tag. You know, trying to maintain top thirteen wide receiver value with. Um, A.J. Brown there and Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts rushing the ball. You know, it's going to be a run-heavy offense still. That's that's a lot, I think, so I don't love that. Mark Andrews, you know, I'm out on the tight end position this early. Brees Hall, I'm not mm-hmm. betting on ACL injuries. Um, you know, the first year back, especially at running back, and then, you know, lining him up here. Calvin Ridley, no way. Two-year layoff. I still think Christian Kirk could be the wide receiver one in this offense. Debo Samuel, no way. Mm-hmm. Uh I also think could struggle to get target volume behind, uh, you know, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Is he even the best wide receiver on his team? Christian McCaffrey is going to be getting his. Uh, before, before I kick it back to you though, and we start drafting again, I just want to tell you one. Give a quick shout out to our friend over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look when you're out there trying to impress people on the beach. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way, way better. Bird Dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long, particularly on the beach or wherever you may going. You know, 
Exactly. So go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free, free Yeti style tumbler. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. And, you know, I, that'll probably be what I'm be shopping on after the show because I, I notice all these cool, you know, as I'm, as I'm reading this, I understand, I'm re- reading all these cool little things that they got going on. So I guess I'll be knowing what I'll be shopping for tonight. Justin, luckily I didn't get auto picked while I was doing that. Oh, perfect. Sorry, I'm I'm watching two drafts, so <laughs> I can't Dude. I I can't I can't monitor any of your mispicks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I who's your uh, speaking of bird dogs? Who's your no sweat player of uh, of the year? Click it and forget it. Draft pick and ADP I, just absolutely going to uh, be a stud this year. It could be a top ten player. I don't I don't mind. Absolutely no I know sweat. No, my Click absolutely no sweat player is James Connor at RB like twenty eight, RB twenty seven. You know, the offense may be rough, but given his opportunity and workhorse role that he's going to have, that is a no-sweat play at an RB3 price tag. I like it. I like it. Mine is uh, Deontay Johnson, just absolutely clean right now on ADP. Very clean. Being completely disregarded. You know, his season uh, receiving total is 825 yards, a number he's hit three years in a row. What I, I just don't get how we're seeing signs of regression for that offense. I only see signs of potential progression that doesn't make any sense i mean the only reason i guess they must be thinking that you know george pickens is going to be the alpha in this offense which i don't see either and his george and george pickens adp has finally fallen below deontay johnson's which has not been the case for most of the summer i went with amari cooper i have three strong wide receivers out of the gate you just went with Najee harris that was almost Mm. i almost picked Najee harris i think he could be in for a big year Kind of falling I, in between his rookie and last year. It's not that I don't like those receivers, and you had mentioned some of them, like Ridley, uh, Debo. Uh, I, I like their situations, actually. It's just that I think that they're costly. Like I think that they should be a little bit you know, farther back on the rankings and whatnot. Um, like Christian Watson, same thing. Like I've been trying to push people off of him. Uh, just because I feel like he's going to you know, regress significantly you know, from his performance last year. Oh, wow. Um different strokes for different folks let's go with uh let's get weird let's get some joe joey b in here oh trying to see that that, i don't love joe burrow at that price tag just without the rushing ability i'm just not sure what the absolute highest end outcome is but i don't hate it um i'm stuck between i'm just gonna really sure up my wide receivers here i'm gonna take jerry judy like i was talking about one of my favorite players in here and i have four strong wide receivers out of the gate. And that's what I like to do in these drafts because wide receiver dries up so quickly. And, you know, so now I can focus on positional values when there's quarterbacks, tight ends, and running backs are falling that I like instead of forcing, you know, Zay Flowers, you know, or, you know, whoever, you know, Rashad Bateman or somebody like that in the earlier rounds than I want to. Mm-hmm. No, and that's fine. I want to get more of them. I, I, do, I actually don't have a ton of Joe Burrow. Uh, him and Lamar Jackson are just guys that I'm trying to get a little bit more of. Like I only have, like I've done 82 drafts, or I'm sorry, now this is draft 83 and 84. Excuse me. Uh, I only have like two shares of Lamar Jackson because he has a high cost. You know, same thing for with Joe Burrow. I think I only have about four shares. I'm just trying to get a little bit more exposure. That makes sense. And you know, Lamar Jackson. I mean, especially an underdog, I get why the ADP is so high because you know quarterback mm-hmm. one is within his range of outcomes. He just has not paid off on that ADP now for three straight seasons, right? Because of injuries and you know the wide receiver. He's obviously getting his most talented wide receiver core that he's ever had, 
and new offensive coordinator as well as this offense going to take a major shift. Mm. I tend to think it's still going to be a run heavy offense. He's not going to reinvent the wheel for Lamar Jackson and Lamar, you know, and that isn't going to help him because yeah, Lamar Jackson is not a high echelon passer. You know, he's not one of the elite passers in the NFL. So he'll need to, that running game will need to be a strong part of the offense. I think so. Certainly a lot of risk, but I understand, you know, why his price tag is the way it is in these Mm. underdog drafts. Yeah, and like I said, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get Jared Goff in this draft. A lot of times when I get Jared Goff, I'm pairing him with, you know, like an Aaron Rodgers or a Matt Stafford. Like I'm not pairing him with a top QB. So if I can pull it off in this one, maybe I can get him a few spots after ADP. And it always helps to kind of push, you know, drafters in that direction by taking a quarterback off the board. You know who my lowest exposure quarterback is right now, Emerson? Other than someone who's at a zero, like a, I don't. I haven't drafted any Kyle Trask. I, I don't think you'd be able to guess this in a hundred guesses. Is it somebody near and dear to my heart? No, I don't think they are. Is it not? It's not. Okay. I thought you were giving me a Patrick. Why you have not been taking Patrick Mahomes? And I was not going to have that on this podcast, but I took Patrick Mahomes in my last one. That was perfect. Before this last one, I had $250. So what? what is that? Um, four, eight, uh, 10 shares. Is he a quarterback one, two or three? I I have him coming coming off at about two after Jalen Hurts just because of oh, rushing oh, touchdowns. Oh, do you have you have an, uh It's Josh Allen. No, no, no. I me personally, if I'm drafting, I go Hurts, Mahomes, Allen. The only reason I have Hurts an inkling ahead of Mahomes is that you get more points for rushing touchdowns. I think they'll probably be pretty close, but that scoring and that rushing upside just it, it's hard to deny yourself that when if you're going to take the first quarterback off the board. So but, was one, but was one I have Mahomes three? more shares. I have more shares okay. of Mahomes than I do Hurts. And which of those was one of those guys? The guy that you only you have lo- your lowest exposure to? No, it's Justin Fields. Oh, Justin Fields. Okay. Just one share. Just one share. Why you're just? I feel like that has to be like you're actually thinking. You're like scared. To, you're like scared to hope. I feel like I think it's. I hope. think it's just a lot to ask for to win three million dollars and your favorite quarterback is <sighs> the QB one. You know, I just you're like I think okay. I'm being so the selfish. logic is. Not many things. So you're you're playing fantasy analysts from like not many this many things. Good things can happen to me as a person. So there's no way. Yeah. Therefore, I can't have Justin Fields. Murphy's law just isn't that positive <laughs> with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's the best way to do fantasy analysts. Like there's no way I can have this many good things in my life. So therefore, yeah. I can't take I'm, Justin Fields. I'm sure I'll get some uh, some more of them. I'm hoping that he'll fall down the board a little bit. I mean, he's like quarterback five or something that's a bit expensive oh man this is mike d don't do it to me please mike d he's gonna do ah this he's gonna get auto drafted no darn it i hope he has a bunch or oh throw a bunch i thought you said plus the bears don't throw a punch don't know how to throw a punch ah come on is he gonna take kenneth walker am i loading oh perfect okay i was hoping kenneth i was hoping joe mixon would come back to me but i am taking Kenneth Walker, come on, 5'10", 58 people. This is crazy. It said Zach Charbonnet. Kenneth Walker is way better than Zach Charbonnet. Come I'm on. on the clock in two leagues for two drafts. Michael Pittman, uh, nice. You got a little bit of a break. I'll let you know when you're up. No, oh, man, you're, this, just, has gotta be this has got to be an auto pick coming for you coming up, right? What's that, me? Yeah. I just made Michael Pittman pick. I know, but you got another one. Like this next one ought to be automatic. Oh, sorry. I'm in the corner on both drafts. So, God, you not even think about this one. No, I'm staring at it. We're at pick 62. Oh. 
Hmm. Interesting. Anticipation is killing me. We have Aaron Jones at the top here. Marquise Brown, Miles Sanders, Jackson Smith, Najigba. Oh, Marquise Brown. What was, was Deontay Johnson on the board? You took, you took Marquise Brown over your boy, Deontay Johnson. Diversifying the shares, my friend. All right. That's fair. Um, I'm pretty excited about what this is why I, I overdraft wide receivers early is because you can get guys like Kenneth Walker and Aaron Jones in the fifth and the late fifth and sixth ground guys mm-hmm. who could potentially be top 12 running backs with their workload. Very excited about that. I, I wouldn't have minded uh, Aaron Jones there, but same bye week as Najee Harris. Just, you know, not trying to load up on my first two running backs with the same bye week. I'd never look at bye weeks and I just hope it works out well for me. <laughs> Uh, well, before, yeah, I did uh, a lot of drafting uh, when we had no bye weeks, you know, and I and I did okay there. But there are some spots where I'm exposed to a little bit of risk. And uh, now that I have bye weeks, uh, you know, I don't have to worry about that. I can plan around it. And again, as someone who's drafting, you know, well over 100 teams this year, praying I can get to 150, got to be different. All right. And before, you know, I feel like this is a good time since we're so far away you know, this is a great time to tell you that we are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, which is what we're doing right now. And Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and college baseball player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog and active in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right. And, um, you know, if you are happen to be listening still, if you wouldn't mind giving a, you know, a like, subscribe, rating, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we really, really appreciate that. So we're coming around here. Andrew asking me for my league winners between rounds 14 through 18. Uh, he's asking me for them early, I guess. Um, and, but I will, I'll preview a couple now, and then I'm sure we will dive into uh, rounds 14 and 18 here too. Uh, right off the top of my head, who am I going with at the end of my drafts? I really like Trey McBride. I mentioned earlier the Arizona Cardinal tight end. I expect him mm-hmm. to um, have, you know, have a big, uh, big year. I also really like Kenny Pickett. I love the off weapons in the offense. You know, if you if you're looking for that last quarterback, Kenny Pickett is a fantastic pick with one of those final ones. Running back values, Khalil Herbert at RB40 right now. I don't know if that falls into your round 14. Probably a little bit earlier, actually, but I really like Khalil Herbert there. Um, Marvin Mims is a wide receiver, about 70 or so is fantastic value. Wandale Robinson, super deep in drafts. I like Isaiah Hodgins a lot. Just trying to think of some of these other ones here. There's another Rob name and that's I on. I definitely the- love some Isaiah Hodgins, but Khalil Herbert is not his love language. No, he's a big Roshan Johnson guy. I'm guessing he is. And not not for, everyone's uh, a big Roshan. That's why that's why Khalil Herbert's such a great value is because everybody is a Roshan Johnson guy. Um, I love Ro- I love Roshan Johnson, but. At this point, it's just like, you know, he's everybody's guy. So I almost, you know, these guys are classic guys who usually I think, even though I really like Roshan Johnson, I think he could be uh, the future in 2024. It's just like these guys get pushed up, I think, a little too high sometimes. Although, yeah, I I took Khalil Herbert as my fifth running back in a draft on, uh, I believe it was on Father's Day. Nice little gift. I just can't stop drafting Rashad White. I just can't I, I actually just took Rashad White in the other one. <laughs> Rashad White, guys, 
I mean, th- this RB three price yeah. tag is is, is it as if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafted another round two or round three running back. So Rashad White, I think, is a fantastic value. Could I think be in line for seventy or eighty targets this season? So I have him as a strong RB two, more of a mid high end RB two. So you're getting him. I think getting him is a tremendous value here. So what you know? What's your thoughts on Rashad White? I think he's just going to catch a lot of passes. I mean, didn't he catch uh, over 50 last year as a rookie? Yeah. He's in a much better situation with Fournette uh-huh. gone. He's going to get more carries. It's a, it's a really good situation for him this upcoming season. There's a lot to like. You know, I really like setting my drafts up this way, actually. You know, I have I have three running backs, four wide receivers, and now I can just kind of take those night. Oh, gosh, darn it. That's Poop. okay. Poop. I wanted I wanted Isaiah Pacheco because I haven't gotten many shares of this option, but I'm absolutely fine taking one of my my. How could I not take my? What did we call that pick? The uh, the bird dog the no pick. The bird dog pick is that the what no we sweat pick. It? James Connor. I almost forgot to draft him. That would have been a there you go. If, I, if I was talking about. I, I've done that too. I was talking about how excited I am for the pick, and I ended up getting autoed because I didn't pick it. Damn. But no, James Conner, hell yes. I, I mean, he was one, one of the leaders in opportunity share last year. Uh, I believe running back top seven, eight running back in fantasy points per game through the final six or seven weeks of the season, star through the fantasy playoffs. Even mm-hmm. I expect, I think the offensive line gets a little too much hate. So I think he could be in for a very nice. I can't figure out how to throw up the, the big board here. I'm not very smart. Oh, there we go. Uh, so you see that uh, that dial there? Uh, that little box next to the X. Uh huh. Yeah, click that. This right here. That little box next to the X. Okay. But then it's like a separate screen now. Now, now, now click the squares next to your name. But now I can't. Now I can't this click back over to the Streamyard. The grid next to your name. <laughs> I need to figure this out off air. See, these, I would pull it up things. on mine, but it's a completely different draft. <laughs> you people will have to look at my first draft. Uh, I'll, I'll get better people. You know, you'll have to bear with me on the graphics. Hopefully this gives you a nice close up of the players that we are taking very quickly though. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that. the Spotify listeners, I'll run through my team and Emerson can update you on his. I have uh, Joe Burrow, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, Isaiah Pacheco, CD Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, Michael Pittman, and Marquise Brown. It's a bit of a different build for me. Usually I'm doing, you know, much more wide receiver heavy than, than balanced. Most typically not drafting a quarterback yet, but uh, yeah, I, I don't hate it. I like it. Yeah, I'm same way. I have going into the ninth round will be our next pick. I have no quarterback, no tight end, but uh, four running backs, Kenneth Walker, Aaron Jones, Rashad White, James Conner. I really like that start. And a wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy. I love this team, actually. I really, really like uh, where this team's going. I feel very confident. I I actually really like the values of quarterbacks and the tight ends in the later rounds as opposed to the running backs and wide receivers. So I really think uh, this, this could be a money-winning team right here. I like it. And this other one I actually just drafted the first time ever, Javante Williams, Samaje P. Ryan stack. And we, we got uh, Andrew, Andrew ought to be hosting the show with us. My goodness, he's offering these, you know, these, after these great. ADP. I should get an award for that. <laughs> Andrew giving these great interview style questions in the chat here. And you know, Andrew is the guy who I was talking about. We, we hosted together for a month. My other favorite co-host, Emerson, as a chief, our Chiefs insider, give us some insight as to what these Chiefs wide receivers, will Tony finish as a wide receiver one? Will Sky Moore, Rashi Rice, or MBS be the wide receiver two? 
Ooh, Jamie, I mean, I don't, unfortunately, I don't think as a Chiefs insider, I even have any clue what's going on here. I think that obviously, I think the Chiefs want it to be Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore, I should say. I think Kadarius Tony is going to get the first crack at it. That's who they're talking up in camp. But I mean, can we count on Kadarius Tony getting healthy? He never, you know, I think one concerning part about Kadarius Tony is that he was never able to become a consistent part of the offense, just a regular part where he's running routes and Patrick Mahomes is reading you know, reading and making a decision. It, every single play was designed for Kadarius Tony. So in three mm-hmm. months, that doesn't fit. You know, you'd expect him to catch on to the playbook a little bit more. And, you know, just the fact that kind of lines up with the guy who we've seen mispractice due to equipment issues, maybe he doesn't have the want to that you might say. Um, so Kadarius Tony, he's the, my, I mean, he's who I would take first, but also, I mean, it's hard to take him as more than a wide receiver for, Sky Moore, another guy, you you know, looking at like the top 36 wide receivers last year, 29 of them had over 400 yards um, as a rookie and, um, and like, you know, and like 28 of the top 30. So, I mean, it's very rare that just no product, if you, if you were just not productive at all as a rookie for you to bounce back and be fantasy productive. So there's a lot working against these guys, but I think I'm just hoping it's one of them consistently as opposed to just everybody sporadically random reeks. Justin, any thoughts on that? I, I just grabbed Sky Moore in this other draft to stack with Patrick Mahomes, if that helps. So is that is that your guy then? No, I, I don't have a guy there other than Mr. Travis Kelsey. That's that's my guy. I like Pacheco. I think he's got good value. I'm getting Katerius Tony well after ADP if I'm going to be picking him up. I just did the same thing with Sky Moore. They're just not guys that I want to attack. Uh, prior to that you know that i really want to like invest heavy in if rashi rice comes around and he looks like a value at adp then maybe i will but he's probably going to be like my six wide receiver drafted like i think if he is five or higher you might be exposing yourself to some risk per the game of adp fair enough and that's kind of my lines of thought i'm not too overly attached to any of these can't see wide receivers i did almost take dave and joku too but i thought dak prescott was a really good value who are you looking at with well, this yeah, next if you, pick? If you don't have a quarterback, for sure. <laughs> no quarterbacks. You wouldn't want me to get him, would you? <sighs> I rolled with him naked there. I wouldn't have mind to get Deshaun Watson, but I didn't really line up. So maybe I'll be looking at maybe a little Jimmy stack super late or maybe Russell Wilson coming up here in the mid-rounds as well. Mr. Garoppolo? Maybe. Mr. J- Mr. Jamie G? I can get him with the last pick probably too. You can. Him and Ryan Tannehill, Mr. Last Picks or Last Round, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, I mean, I think Jimmy has to be a little better than that. I get where we're like, where's the upside? But I still think. You know, you're Everyone's up, right? just scared right now because of the foot injury. They're talking they were talking about getting him cut the other day. I was you, like, what the hell is wrong you, with these people? You, cut. You, you see you're up? Cut. I'm on the clock, I know. Okay, all right. Just double check. Yeah, I don't my like first to get time on. to the trough. All right. I know I'm dealing with a professional here, guys. Who, who I'm literally on the clock in, in two drafts. I just <laughs> off the clock, on the clock. I'll be all right. Oh, man. That's funny. Uh, who do I want? Did I get no Seattle wide receiver? Did I draft DK Metcalf? No, I didn't. Crap. Uh, I don't know who I want here. I almost want to go like, you know what? I'm just going to roll it naked on Kirk Cousins. Maybe I'll get another stack with Kirk Cousins or something. Defense. But- Defense Kirk owner is pissed. I'll try to grab that guy's got him naked after he just drafted Dak. (laughs) I went Kirk Cousins, Dak, 
and I don't have anybody to even stack with him yet. So I'm, I'm going to try to maybe get some later round, maybe some stacking options here, but we'll see how things fall. I don't like to go. I don't like to like, I, you know, I, it's, you ruin the stack if you overdo it or, you know, if, if you throw ADP out the window, you know, it's kind of got to mm-hmm. fall naturally. So I don't mind, you know, maybe not getting a stack in this draft. This would be my best player available draft maybe, which is absolutely Speak, fine. St- speaking of stacks earlier, I mentioned I only have one share out of, you know, now 84 uh, drafts of uh, Justin Fields. Coincidentally, I've been stacking up the rest of the bears on teams. Like I'll throw in DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney at ADP. And then, Chase Claypool has been falling like a lot because of, you know, the news. Oh, he's not trying hard. You know, like, oh, yeah, no one's trying hard in June. I don't know if you heard about it. It's, it's hot outside. Get over it. Uh, and Cole Komet. Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like Cole Komet's taking a little bit of a hit. I'm not someone that's been incredibly high on him. If you watch this show or any time that I'm talking about uh, best ball. But, you know, values there. You're getting more ground for sure. Mm, I can't believe like I would be doing the opposite. So Justin Fields is actually somebody I don't mind does not stacking at all because of the rushing production. I don't like getting a ton of Chicago wide receivers is what I, what I like to avoid. Although I really like Cole Komet. I think we could finally that breakout that we were expecting last year, I think could be, we might finally see it from Cole Komet. Will you have any thoughts on Cole Komet? Do you think, you know, am I, we're going to see that maybe top 12 tight end season this year. It's tough for me to buy in on just because I think DJ Moore is going to come in or come in, excuse me, and vacuum up a, a large majority of the targets. But the way that that offense was scheming up, you know, plays last year, it feels like anybody could be, you know, on the docket for a, a big splash play. And Fields being able to wheel outside of the pocket and create more space and time definitely boosts. I mean, in my opinion, everybody, not just Cole Komet, but I think the offense is going to be a lot better this year. Um, our guy uh, Davis Pink said it great on Twitter today. Bench players versus real starters in the NFL. Like it's it's a different roster from what it was last year. Even the offensive line is significantly better. Most of last year's starters are now backups. I love Davis Peng. I've had him on the show a couple times. Good guy. He's a very savvy underdog drafter. We know what we need. We need to get you in that best ball mania. Bears, so. There's a crazy best ball mania chat that I can't believe you're actually not a part of. It has like Dave Kluge in it all, like all these big dogs or whatever. But I need to get yeah. I need to send you an invite. Yeah, you should It'd just be like, "Hey, here's uh, how many drafts Justin's done." He's, he's there's a lot of guys who flex in there about the amount of drafts they've done. There's a lot of guys. There's the, anyone there's busting the eighty four. Um, I haven't heard this season. I that's my that's one of the highest numbers I've heard. There's one guy in there, and I think he goes by like Eagles on Twitter. I mean, he's absurd. He he max maxes out every single draft, and I promise you, he he probably is higher than eighty four. He maxes out. He maxes pump out these rookie every, numbers up. <laughs> Gotta he, pump these rookie numbers up. He does. He maxes out every single underdog fantasy draft. I've never I'm, not I, seen. I him. don't maybe, have that bankroll. <laughs> maybe not the one hundred dollar ones. I don't know for sure, but like all the all the five twenty five dollar ones and under, he maxes out. I know that for a fact. He's crazy. I'm in the streets, so you know, I'm in, I'm I'm out here. I'm in these. I'm in the lobbies. I'm in the drafts. <laughs> like you got to know the name. You got to know J M Bruni. Sorry. Do I? Do I want Michael Gallup? Is there like anything to even see here? Just don't take Jared Goff. <laughs> Just don't take. I don't I'm gonna need take him, Jared Goff. Otherwise, you're making me want to take him. You're, you're honestly I mean, you making can. me want to take him. In, in all tents and purposes, the best ball Bible says that I should not take Jared Goff right here. So I'm going to try, try to follow the good book 
And I'm going to hope that he comes back to me. Um, there we go. We got some more Chig. And we'll see. Uh, this guy already has two quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence and Aaron Rodgers. He has no connection to Detroit. There goes that Irv Smith. That was Irv Smith, like way ahead of ADP. That was that was great. And uh, yeah, Rashi Rice uh, ahead of ADP. Thank you, thank you, sir. JP Money seven thank you. seven seven. Thank you, sir, you are a dog, a real man of Dejan. Oh, what about Darnell? Here. Excuse me. <laughs> what about your guy Darnell Mooney? I like him. I don't have anything against Darnell Mooney. I think he's in a good situation for this uh, for this coming season. He's not going to have like that top type of uh, defensive, you know, coverage or at least priority. I would say from the defense, and he is a fast dude. He gets in and out of routes like, with a quickness. Um, someone is still like a lot in this type of offense that's going to try to build up a lot of speed. Oh, what's your take, Andrew? Popping over in the chat. I always appreciate his questions. Um, <clears throat> what did I take myself? Oh yeah, no, okay. I took Darnell Mooney. I like Darnell Mooney, but what's your take on Week 17 correlation? Also, do you ever draft with the regular season money in mind? Not really with the regular season money in mind, but <clears throat> I mean, I don't. I it's hard to tell because all like these Week 17 stacks last year, like I remember us targeting the Rams. We, I mean, we, we got some of them right, but a lot of these week 17 stacks we were going for last year, we were off on. And then randomly you'll get these crazy games that are high scoring. Like, you know, I forget, you know, some of them come to mind last year, but for instance, you know, two seasons ago it was a random crazy Seattle Detroit game in the week 17 that, you know, was insane. So we just are really bad at predicting, I guess is what I'm getting at how these teams are going to look in the latter half of the season. So I don't mind, doing a draft with a week 17 stack in mind, grabbing a couple of them, but it's not something I'm like, I have to have in every single draft I go to. And it's certainly not mm -hmm. one of my top priorities, although I I'll fall back onto it a little bit. What about you, Justin? I mean, the one that I'm targeting the, the most is Amon Ra and CD lamb. I also like going after Kansas city and Cincinnati. And I think those four teams and those two matchups are the most practical right now. It's it's midsummer a year before, you know, like I feel like those are practical ones to get in on. I think my Bears take on um, the Denver Broncos or no, they take on Atlanta Falcons, excuse me, at home. That feels like a little bit of a tougher one. Um, what was another one? I think uh, Chargers and Carolina. Andrew, if you're still in the chat, you can always correct that. Um Andrew's got a really good sense on the week 17s, but those two matchups that I mentioned specifically, those top two ones, right now, those are the ones I'm targeting the most. I feel like once we get some more landing spots for some of these running backs, maybe even uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think we'll start to feel a little bit better about just the, you know, the total totality of the offensive scheme around the league. I, I feel like we're going to have a clear idea of who we really favor to score points, you know, later in the season. Yeah, Seattle um and uh, Steelers, yeah, that's an interesting one. I like that one a lot. I was telling you about how much I like uh, Kenny Pickett's upside is kind of the quarterback 24 range, quarterback 25. Mm -hmm. um, I really like the offense around him. You know, Mike Tomlin went out of his way to hype up Malik Willis in last year's first round draft and ended up throwing a curveball at everybody, taking Kenny Pickett. I imagine that was what he wanted to do the entire time. So Kenny Pickett, 
hidden dual threat ability too. I think the offense could be sneaky good. I really like that. I think that could be a high scoring affair. So that's a very interesting one, Andrew, and probably one that not a lot of people are actively targeting. So I like that. And yeah, um, I think really you can almost target any if you if week 17 is like what you want to like you know that's your goal you know you want to walk in with week 17 sack I really think almost you could stack any game because of how bad we are predicting I mean even you know some matchups that aren't as sexy you know you never know what's going to happen in one week so mm-hmm. that's for me at least so I not some not my favorite strategy you know just like a lot I always kind of deviate toward my guys you know what I mean and I'll switch it up a little bit you know, based on other things, but you know, I, I, I always go with what I feel about the player is usually my, my biggest driver and you know, my, whether I'm drafting somebody or not. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, Texans and Titans, uh, sneaky Texans are always in my wheelhouse. They're just all going at good value. At least even the guys that you want, like Nico Collins, um, Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary. As I say that I draft Devin Singletary in this other draft, or I'm sorry, no, in this draft, I'm getting him confused. Um, Devin Singletary, that's a good pick. I think he could fall in the end zone a couple times for sure. Mm-hmm. I have another one lined up here as well. I've mentioned him already. We'll see what happens with JP Money. JP Money, not so kind this go around. Sniping Jerome Ford. Ouch. Um, I think Jermichael Hasty could be a big part of this backfield still. So I'm not really just too ready to hand the backup role over to Jerome Ford. Although, you know, at the early down role, it probably is expected to be Jerome Ford, I imagine. But. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on there. Oh, correlation. Nico Collins, Devin Singletary, back-to-back. Didn't mean to make it happen, but it happened. <laughs> Grabbing some of those. That Houston, I like it. So I'm looking here. Jawan Johnson, he, he has a strong stretch of uh, touchdown production. I just don't, I don't love it. Uh, I guess I'll grab a share. I don't have much Jawan Johnson, so I'll grab it here. But I don't love like I primarily, you know, got a decent contract. That's what I kind of like. But it's just he had the strong stretch of touchdown production. We know that's a little volatile. New quarterback. I just think there's a lot of changes here. You know, Derek Carr might not have that same, uh, you know, rapport with Jawan Johnson. So. A lot mm-hmm. working against him. Not my favorite player, but at tight end 19, you could probably do worse, right? I, I agree, yeah. I took him as my second tight end in this other draft. Uh, so we're, we're on similar paths here a little bit. Um, I, I just I just think that they're going to be in the red zone more, and I think if there's any missing time for Alvin Kamara, while I am going to be in trouble with my Alvin Kamara shares, I think it opens up a lot more of the playbook. And we've seen, we've seen Derek Carr before when he gets down in the red zone. Like a lot of quarterbacks, he likes those big body targets. He goes to the big guys. Uh, they also added Foster Moreau, and they still have Taysom Hill, who I think are just more of concerns for me. That that's really it. It's not so much, you know, any type of rapport or you know lack there of communication with him and Derek Carr. I just think it's a crowded room. Yeah, crowded room. Derek Carr, not a guy who's thrown a lot of touchdown passes in recent years, so I feel like we know what we're getting from Derek Carr at this point. So just how many targets are going to be available after Chris Olave, especially if Michael Thomas remains healthy. Yeah, Andrew. I just I just don't like to to buy into like the anti turnaround, like Tannehill going to Tennessee, um, Jared Goff going to Chicago, or I'm sorry, to, to Detroit. Like we've seen a lot of turnarounds, new faces in new places. So yeah, you know, I feel like you know you can definitely draw on some guys who did it well, but you know, there's also a lot of guys who you know the transition is a little too much. You know, these guys are real people, so moving to a different city, moving coaching staffs, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. That I'm sure that we don't get to see too. 
Oh, Andrew asking a question. What's my tight end strategy been? Taking an elite tight end, grabbing three late. It's usually Travis Kelsey or grabbing three late. I don't like the value of every single top tight end, actually, outside of Travis Kelsey. I usually avoid most of them unless I'm trying to complete a stack with Jalen Hurts or something like that, or maybe uh, Deshaun Watson with David Njoku, Evan Ingram with Trevor Lawrence. Unless I'm seeking out a stack, I don't grab any of those guys. I usually wait until right about now, and it's been hit and miss in drafts. Sometimes I feel like I wait too late. But, you know, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, um, Cole Komet is a little bit earlier one. Those guys are guys that I really like to target a little bit in the later rounds. Uh, I, I grabbed some Chickaconquo. You know, I think he's some guy I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about at his ADP right now, just considering his build and, uh, you know, just had a couple, you know, just a here and there in production wise as a rookie. So, Usually grabbing three late and Tyler, you know, like I was saying early, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, Trey McBride, Michael Mayer, you know, all those guys in the tight end 20s, I think are pretty good value. Any love for uh, last round tight ends? Maybe, uh, maybe Jelani Woods, or Jake Ferguson, uh, Luke Musgrave. I think it's pretty dried up by then. I mean, you might get one or two games out of those guys a year, but. Jelani Woods is a little bit interesting, but if Anthony Richardson's going to be the guy there, I mean, how many you know how many targets is he going to get? I mean, he's going to fall in the end zone a couple times, maybe. So, mm-hmm. really, Trey McBride. When I'm looking at the board, here's about like my my kind of cliff dive because after that, Luke Musgrave, Isaiah likely, maybe if Mark Andrews were to miss time, but I mean, you have Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr. Now there, healthy Rashad Bateman. That does not that appealing. Jake Ferguson got, you know, overdrafted by a guy, you know, second round draft capital this year. No fan. Nah, you know, there's just, yeah. I usually about Trey McBride's about my big cutoff area. What about Logan Thomas? He's been getting uh, some friendly talk recently. Yeah. Has he? I haven't even really heard about that. Um, no, just saying Tom- that they're going to, they're going to use all the tight ends. I mean, it's, it's good for Logan Thomas. He's in that group. I mean, you can't just rely on uh, Jesse Bates and Cole Turner. I mean, for I remember, I think Logan Thomas was was good when he was on the field last year. He's, you know, he's kind of fallen by the wayside. He's older now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just don't know how much upside is there with a very good wide receiver room there. So, not sure. Uh, Andrew's asking about Chig. I like Chig. I don't love him at tight end 13 sometimes where I see him go uh, in these underdog drafts. It's a little bit much. He's he's a very small tight end. You know, that six foot two, 240-pound build is kind of like in that Evan Ingram mold. Those guys have been very hit and miss kind of over the years. So I'm a little little trepidatious about it, I guess you might say. Um, do-do-do. All right. Let me let me think about my pick here because I'm gonna pick a tight end. I go, I'm gonna go Dawson Knox. Hope he maybe falls in the end a couple of times. I know people are all over the new tight end, but Dawson Knox is still on the team, got a big contract. So don't mind taking Dawson Knox there. And Dang, he's no, my I lo- tight I love end. Dawson 10. Knox at value. Uh, you're, he was mentioning uh, Chig. I mean, I, I'm I'm more on pace with Andrew. Like he has him at uh, tight end ten. I have him, I think, one or two spots after that. I, I'm feeling pretty good he's, about him. I mean, he's not he's he can't he's not going to be asked to block at all. You're going to have to make almost take him off the field for that. You know, maybe well, who, he splits uh, out who's going to be their secondary receiver? Like, is it going is it really going to be Kyle Phillips? 
I mean, you know, that you're banking, you know, this is a, this, I feel like this is a storyline we get fed a lot during the offseason, a tight end or a running back playing in the slot. And it's very hard for these guys to do that, especially a young tight end like Chickaconquo here. You know, mm-hmm. if he does get that role, maybe there's some upside, but not a lot of touchdown passing touchdowns probably coming in this offense. So maybe not a very good offense in general, smaller tight end, maybe a limited role. I think, you know, I think there's more risk to Chig than I think a lot of people are talking about right now. Second highest uh, tight end exposed to. No big deal. Uh, Like I said, I I see the upside. I just, tight end 13, I I would prefer somebody like a Tyler Higby or somebody like that ahead of him. But find out. Um, Kind of messing up this draft. I really don't like where I've gone here with these last few, but mm, my tight end room, I guess, is the only thing I don't like very much, but I'll get over it. Did you get auto pick there? No, it took Jeff Wilson. You made it? Okay. Who do I want? After you make your pick, I'll go through my team really quick. Uh, a quick update. Coming uh, down the barrel here. I'll take Chuba Hubbard here, maybe getting a little mm-hmm. bit of maybe a couple spike weeks because Miles Sanders should be getting a lot of work. So maybe Miles Sanders misses a couple weeks. Maybe I get some Chuba Hubbard spike weeks. So I have uh, Joe Burrow, Jared Goff. Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, Isaiah Pacheco, Devin Singletary, Jeff Wilson, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Michael Pittman, Marquise Brown, Alan Lazard, Nico Collins. Oh, David Njoku, Chikosa McConwell, and Tyler Conklin. Probably shouldn't forget about the tight ends. Can't forget how about, about the how tight about you? ends. I have uh, Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins at quarterback. At running back, I have Kenneth Walker, Aaron Jones, Rashad White, James Conner, and Chuba Hubbard. At wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy, Michael Gallup, and Darnell Mooney. And at tight end, I have my three guys, Gerald Everett, Jawan Johnson, and Dawson Knox. Well, I don't know what's not to what's not to like. It's a pretty good team. Yeah, I just once again, I just wish I wish I would have gone. You know, this is what happens usually. You know, I go tight end late and I try to stretch it a little too far. I wish I would have gotten one more. Maybe wish I would have maybe reached a little bit on a Tyler Higby or a Cole Komet mm-hmm. and gotten uh, one better tight end is what I would have uh, liked it in this draft if I could have done something differently. And that's I, I walk. I do that a lot in my drafts. I kind of I try to wait on quarterback or tight end until the last second in some of my drafts, and sometimes it pays off for me. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> Just got to get those range of outcomes of guys that can yeah. hit the top 12s. Absolutely. And I think I got a there's, couple of those guys. Yeah, is- there's there's definitely always some names that are falling or some names that are back there. So no worries. Um, yeah. I, if I did anything different, I would, you know, draft less week seven by players. Because <laughs> I backed up the, the later rounds with them. But all good. Oh, you can recover from a week seven by. I can. I can. Well, I know, just too hard on myself. Just too hard on myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, this will. This is a. This is a definitely one of my. Uh, this is definitely a good draft. Um, I don't have a yeah, lot man. of strong stacks, but I feel like my players are very good. You know, so I, I. You know, sometimes I'm fine with that. You know, you don't have to have a stack if that's not how the board dictated one draft. You know, mm-hmm. you know, just getting very very good players that's proved to be productive for underdog uh, players in the past too. So. Most of my players are after ADP other than Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, well, and I took Tyler Conklin to early too, but I was just getting my third tight end. I didn't trust uh, Njoku or Conwell by themselves. As you should. 
Uh, Tyler Conklin, a uh, guy looks like a freaking Viking out there on the field. Uh, fun guy. So I like that pick there. Could be the leader for the New York Jets at tight end this season. Yeah, we are wrapping up. You look up damn with good with picks. Joe Flacco. So I'm hoping the you know some of that old man vibes rolls in <laughs> with uh, Aaron Rodgers and that works out because – yeah, he looked great with uh, he looked great with Flacco. I mean, a couple of guys did. Garrett Wilson looked pretty good with him too. Yeah, so uh, maybe we see a little bit of Robert Tanyan. Maybe we think maybe a little Aaron Rodgers, Robert Tanyan action from a couple of years ago. Uh, I mean, that would be the hope, right? I mean, I think you really just want him to have the opportunity to get double digit touchdowns. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I think Garrett Wilson. Um, I, you know, I like him to go over eight and a half, and I mean, I'd even dare so take him to go over nine and a half. So, I mean, I think that would be a tough ask to have two pass catchers in that offense that would have double digit touchdowns, but I, I don't rule it out of the, uh, you know, realm of possibilities. That's for sure. We are coming up on our selections here. So on the top of the board, Kenneth Gainwell, Hunter Renfro, Khalil Shakir, Gus Edwards, Leonard Fournette, Sam Howell, Josh Downs, uh, Mac Jones, Tim Patrick, Nathaniel Dell. Any of those guys stand out to you? That's a pretty sharp room to be honest with you. Um, leaving a lot of the dead weight behind. I like Gus Edwards just because I feel like he's just always going to have a role in that offense with the Ravens. I feel like he's going to be able to potentially touch the ball, you know, maybe 10 times a game. Doesn't sound crazy, but, or, you know, crazy good, I should say. But I think he's going to have a reliable role there. And I think people are, you know, kind of underplaying or downplaying how often this team will still run the ball. Like, I I still think that's going to be a big focus of what they want to do. Everyone's saying they're going to somehow be a pass dominant team. I I just don't see that happening. I think you've echoed similar. agreeances yeah i mean you're not going to shift totally what lamar jackson's good at that's not his you know sitting back and passing 50 times a game that's maybe never what lamar jackson's going to be good at so i don't think you know i think you're just going to hope you know maybe a little bit more pass oriented maybe you're taking a little bit more off jk dobbins but yeah i don't see this shifting to a they're not going to be in the top 20 in the league in pass attempts in my opinion there you go unless the offense is just amazing give me some gus edwards you know somebody who they've been talking about a ton here that i'm gonna get with my final pick let's take terrace marshall carolina panthers just don't want to let this guy die in the news they keep bringing him up keep telling us Mm -hmm. about how good he is yeah I'm willing to uh, take the chance there with my final pick wide receiver 91. He's ranked. I mean, he could be the wide receiver one in this offense. I'm not ready to just uh, give it to DJ shark or Jonathan Mingo or Adam Thielen. I think, you know, Terrace Marshall has about as almost as good a chance as anybody. Yeah, that that's fair. It's uh it's not a deep group. We'll say, uh, I do think that Mingo has a, has a really good shot, you know, based on his draft capital, obviously they spent a fair amount on him. I think he's. They're going to look to get him on the field early and try to keep him there. But you know, I think Terrace Marshall brings a pretty good fight. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess. I guess that's that, that's our final picks. What 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 are your final thoughts? You know, any uh, anything you learn anything, or you know, any any strategies that people you're going to be taking into your best ball drafts this summer? Don't draft two teams at once. It makes it harder. It had it best. Try to stack, guys. Try to correlate. You know how I do. Uh, normally, I like to go, you know, receiver early. This is more of a balanced approach. I went two, six, seven, three. You know, a lot of times I'm going, you know, what, two, five, nine, two. I mean, I get weird with it. So, trying to get all sorts of different approaches here. 
Uh, go through my team really quick. I had Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, Isaiah Pacheco, Devin Singletary, Jeff Wilson, Gus Edwards with my last pick. Receivers, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, Michael Pittman, Marquise Brown, Alan Lazard, Nico Collins, Hunter Renfro, David Njoku, Akonwo, and Tyler Conklin. Very, very nice. Um, yeah, I've, I... I've drafted better teams, but I've also drafted worse teams. You know, my big takeaway, you know, uh, I think you kind of got to do multiple drafts to get in the rhythm is what I always tell people. Yeah. You've got... You, best player available you know i'm always you know in my redraft you know my dynasty leagues particularly i'm always a best player available kind of guy however you kind of have to do play the board in underdog drafts because these these drafters are sharp they kind of they they kind of change you know the drafters themselves change the board a lot in this so yes wide receivers go early you have to adjust to that in my opinion you know even though it kind of you, you have to it doesn't feel that great taking chris olave maybe over jonathan taylor in the second round or something like that you're going to make up for it later on because you're going to be taking mm -hmm. James Connor instead of Zay Flowers. You're going to be taking Rashad White instead of Rashad Bateman. You know, you're going to be making up a lot of that value, I think, later on. So I don't mind uh, forgoing that a little bit on to take my wide receivers mm -hmm. early. So, yeah. I think and, that's then, good and again, keep doing those warm up drafts because I, I do think that can change. I do think that the closer that we get to, week one, the deeper we get into the summer, I, I do feel a shift kind of coming where that's going to balance out a little bit more. And you may see more people take some of those higher priority running backs. Also, just because you're going to get more casuals involved. Like right now, all of us fantasy DGens that just, you know, have our blood itching ready for football. We're in the, we're in the streets. We're in the best ball lobbies. We're taking them down, you know, getting our ADP steals and cashing in hopefully on our off season takes you're going to have a huge portion of the public and the casual fans starting to get involved, you know, probably closer to, you know, the start of next month and the end of July. So definitely something to look out for as we continuously, you know, hit off season check marks and, and um, thresholds and, you know, gradually get to this 2023 season. We're getting closer every day. All right, Thanks, Justin, my friend, thank you for joining me today. What's going on at, uh, at SGPN this week, brother. Uh, me and Andrew will be back uh, tomorrow night. We'll be talking some uh, risers and fallers, uh, high value, or excuse me, high exposure fallers, low exposure risers. Which guys are flipping the script? I love it. You know, we'll, I'll be uh, I'll be dropping my rankings articles, my dynasty rankings articles for SGPN coming out these next couple of weeks. I'll have quarterback, running back, and wide receiver coming up. And then I also have some stuff coming out for Player Profiler. I produce the, the Dominator for Billy Muzio and Player Profiler today for Jack Cavanaugh. So be sure to check those guys out as well. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody, and have a great rest of your Monday night. Thanks so much.